by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. It's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Drew, Brian, and John. And Brian, we're not in our normal place today because uh, we felt we needed to get the message out on how important gun safety is, especially in a great state like Wyoming. Yeah, most certainly. Most people kind of forget that uh, guns can be dangerous. And uh, you certainly need to follow some real simple gun safety rules um, to make sure that you're safe, not only when you're target practicing but also when you're in the field hunting you know and we have an assortment of of firearms out here many of these are great for concealing carry or or target shooting and john i'll pull you in here real quick these are mostly all yours and you're familiar with them you know the safety that needs to go into all this but if someone comes out like we brought dane out today who had shot a gun before but maybe wasn't as confident but confidence is really part of it yeah, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing to drive home is that it's all about training and becoming familiar. All these guns functionally work almost exactly the same. And once you understand how they work and understand how, how to shoot them and are com- confident in your abilities, like we know that they're tools. And, you know, especially in recent years, more and more people have gotten into shooting, whether it's been competitive or for defensive purposes. And just understanding and knowing how to use and manipulate your firearm is, is a huge deal, keeping the, those safety components that we've all talked about in mind. And I, I know that concealing carry or carry, open carry here in, in Wyoming is a, a big thing. And choosing the firearm that you're going to carry, uh, obviously you can't just go to a store like Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, go up to the counter and be like, okay, I want that one and that's the one I'm going to use. You really de- need to do some research and make sure you know about it. Absolutely. And I encourage people, especially if they're new to firearms, to go out and with someone that's familiar with firearms or to take a training course. And that'll give you the opportunity to try some of these firearms out. And there are some shooting ranges around Casper, where we are here, that allow you to rent um, so you can try before you buy. And then, yeah, there's a number of firearms instruction classes that uh, you can take as well that offer that same service. Which, if, if you're coming out to a, a place where we are right now, and someone like Dana, who has only shot once in a while, you brought a, a wide array. Um, is there something that someone should look at when they're trying to choose a gun that would be good for them? I mean, if you're a, a small, petite woman buying a huge handgun, probably isn't going to work out. Yeah, certainly you have to think about what fits you. And it's difficult to say because people buy guns for a lot of different reasons. And, I mean, right now we're thinking of the context of a defensive handgun. And in that case, you do want to want something that fits, that you're comfortable holding, but you can also shoot well. Um, it's tough because a lot of times you want something that's easy to conceal, but typically those are the hardest guns to shoot. So you want something that is comfortable that you're actually going to go to the range and train with, and it's not um, uncomfortable to shoot, which some small small handguns certainly fall into that uncomfortable-to-shoot category. Um, but it goes back to what we were just talking about, where it's like 
if you can try them out, if you have someone who's very knowledgeable uh, that you know with firearms and has some guns that they're willing to let you shoot, certainly take them up on that. And if not, you can try out some of the shooting ranges here in Casper or your local area that, that offer classes and, and gun rentals that give you that opportunity. Brian, one thing that we talked about as soon as we got here was gun safety, which a lot of people, they watch movies or they watch the you know law enforcement shows on TV and it's not really exactly like that because there's the Hollywood effect on, on a lot of that that you really need to pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, you have your, most people have taken hunter safety, and if you haven't, it really has very little to do with hunting. It has a lot more to do with safety and, and safe gun handling, but also being safe around others. And uh, when you pick up a gun for the very first time, it's really nice to have somebody there that's familiar with that gun so you know the basic, you know, safety rules, as in, you know, treating every gun that like it is loaded. I mean, that's probably the most important thing. But you don't just pick up a gun assuming assuming that it's a loaded or unloaded. You just have to know that. So being able to look at that, you know, and, and also um, your target. You know, you want to make sure that what's at your target and beyond. But also, more importantly, is you don't ever point a gun at something you're not going to shoot at. So being a very observant on where your gun is pointed at all times is extremely important too. So if someone doesn't want to go hunting, but they feel like it's necessary to buy a firearm for safety, like we, you know, John was just talking, they don't have to be a hunter to take the safety courses, right? No, I mean, it's it has a lot to do with a lot of things. You know, a hunter safety course deals with, you know, um, wildlife, um, it deals with hunting regulations. It deals with gun safety, um, taking guns in and out of vehicles. I mean, just simple things like that you think about. And also being, um, you know, observant enough so when somebody is not being safe that you tell them that they're not being safe. And it talks about ethics and a lot of other things, you know, um, survival. So there's a lot of things that are packed into hunter safety, and it's actually good for anybody um, that wants to, you know, get into, you know, firearms or hunting itself. I like the fact that it's a it's a family possibility. If maybe your family needs a little more time together, you can do that. So everyone in the house is aware of what needs to happen if someone's using the gun wrong or if there's a gun laying on the table, you just don't touch it. And, you know, over the years we've had problems where parents will leave their firearms laying around and their young kids grab them and bad things happen. So, I mean, that's not only bad for what happens, but, I mean, that comes back on you too. Yeah, most certainly. I mean, it's it's pretty important for everybody to know what guns are. So if you leave guns laying around the house, that those kids know that that's not safe to be there without an adult around and having an adult to put that gun away, but also for adults themselves to make sure that those guns are locked up so kids cannot get at them. So there's a lot of different aspects with gun and gun safety. And like I say, hunter safety is just the beginning and like John was saying, there's so many other classes that will help you with the gun handling and, and picking the right firearm and things like that, that actually it, it's, a, it's a larger process and a bigger process than just going to a gun store and picking one up and, and buying one. 
One of the best parts about Wyoming Game and Fish is, is everybody that works there or volunteers there or is part of it love the fact that if you need help, they're willing to help. You can call them up at uh, the Casper office or go online and, and reach out for help. If you have a young kid that's trying to get involved with hunting or shooting or outdoors at all, that's why they're there is to, to help out. So we really appreciate it. And I know that I learned stuff that, you know, I thought that I knew a lot about shooting, but you learn something new every time and you have to embrace that when you're at a situation like this, you know, people always know more than you do. So take advantage of that. And Brian and John, we, we appreciate it. And I know Dana appreciates it. She's not shaking nearly as bad as she was earlier. So it's always a good thing. So, all right, hang on. We got Brian Woodward from Mikey Mountain Discount Sports coming up. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. It's Drew along with Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And, Brian, rain has really been surprising lately. And, you know, it really hasn't put a damper on a lot of outdoor stuff. And that's kind of the, the fun part about being in Wyoming is you go to a different part of the state and you can do something. The weather's different. Yeah, it was uh, raining cats and dogs on uh, my day off Wednesday here in Casper, and I was down at Glendo, and uh, we didn't get hit by any of it, so it was great. You know, it's funny, when you were having the stampede a couple of times, I'm like, oh, man, are you getting hit hard with rain? You're like, oh, no, sun's out, it's nice. So. Yeah, Glendo's kind of a big enough reservoir that uh, you, if you're back in Muddy Bay, you know, a lot of times you can get away from it raining over in Airport Bay, so... If you get caught in the rain, it's always nice to have rain gear or a poncho or even a, a dry bag that you can get here at the store. Right. Yeah. The uh, I pretty much always uh, carry a dry bag. It's you know kind of a dry bag backpack that I have that fits underneath one of my boat seats, and uh, I've got you know a couple sets of rain gear and some there's some kind of warmer weather rain gear, but I have just a, lot, a couple pairs of just lightweight stuff that you know sometimes you only need it on for a couple minutes, and it's not cold out. It's just wet yeah and no one wants to be miserable and wet all every day but you know speaking of wet and you got the the wicking stuff now that really dries quickly and for it being decent weather you know wearing something like that will really help you out in that that wet time too yeah you know a lot of that pfg real lightweight you know long sleeve even and you know you guys like well, how can you get away wearing a long sleeve during you know 100 degree weather or 90 degree weather but man it does it's uh it's, it's kind of loose fitting enough where it just uh keeps you cool you can always layer off if you need to but um i even i've been carrying one wearing one with a sunshade because you know i wear a ball cap most of the time and tops of my ears all of a sudden start getting a little warm and uh, it's nice to throw that hood up and uh, get that sun off you because that sun will burn you fast and then you'll be dehydrated later too and so there's you know lots of things you need to keep aware of before you head out on your trip yeah, and, you know, with all these afternoon thunderstorms, you know, it's kind of good to just kind of keep track of the radar and kind of look when the storms are going to hit and kind of keep an eye on that because it's been pretty legit, like, in terms of, like, you know, radar tells you that it's coming. It's it's coming, and when you start, start seeing the those red red marks on those thunderstorms, I mean, you watch out for the hail and, and some extreme weather. So we're about to finish, well, I guess the real first week of – August is almost behind us, which, you know, I, I hate to wish away the summer. <laughs> I kind of look forward to a little later on this fall when hunting is going to happen for me, but hunting season is just around the corner. And 
you guys have the the GPS systems and and all of those type of new aged pieces of equipment that you probably need to get before you head out into the field so you have a working knowledge of it. Yeah, the Garmin InReach Minis have been really popular, and then uh, Zolio is another uh, company that makes uh, basically a spot messaging communication device. So you can actually sign up for different levels of service, and if you know you want your wife to be able to track you every minute, you know they can actually see you walking down a trail on a computer, and it gives you opportunity to send back messages that made it to base camp got an elk down or you know i'm injured i'm okay i'm going to be walking out but i'm going to it's going to take me a little more time or it's the yes i'm injured send help and obviously everyone here rocky mountain discount sports very knowledgeable about all of the equipment enough to to help you and get you underway and you know we're not out of fishing season yet and i know that you were fishing this week and how was the bite uh for me it was a little bit slower it was actually uh Kind of interesting, you know, that they were dropping water extremely fast out of Glendo, 7,500 feet per second. And it was only going in at like 2,000. So to see it going out that fast and you're starting to see a lot more shoreline, the uh, water's uh, pulling away from the weed beds. So now we're kind of getting into that deeper water bite and it's the, you know, more of a troll bite or that spoon bite, a jig and wrap bite has actually kicked in and I caught some fish as deep as 45 foot of water. So obviously it's time to kind of switch your game. And, you know, if you're not up to date on your latest gear on that kind of deeper fishing, obviously coming in and, and checking out the gear and even asking questions if you have questions. Because, I mean, last year we were kind of at this level most of the, the summer where mm-hmm. it was it was low. And this year it started out really high. So we're trying to just kind of get that fluctuation difference. Yeah, and we're starting, you know, the, the walleye league I think is just finished up this last week I think and uh, it might have one week left but I think it might be done in the last couple of weeks really some good results and some big fish coming out of Pathfinder. Get in here to Rocky Mountain Discount Sports get all the equipment that you need to be successful on the water be successful in the field I mean you know we talk about being prepared for anything that could happen when you're out on a hike or a hunt or if you're out camping or maybe you're building your elk camp i mean having those necessity items is very important yeah you know gearing up uh, your bag whether it's just a day pack or, or you're planning an overnight stay somewhere in the woods you got to have those waterproof matches you've got to have the ponchos or something to keep you dry now's the time to get that water sealant on your on your boots so that you can uh, make sure that you're comfortable make sure you have a good pair of socks the prepping now, uh, while you can make sure you find it and have a good good supply of it, uh, now's the time to get all that stuff going. Archery season is right around the corner. We're only a couple weeks away, and we, we're having guys come in now and saying, "Hey, I need a new string. I you know, I forgot this the string was bad." Well, our string manufacturers are sometimes three to four weeks out. So if you haven't planned ahead of time to get your bow strings replaced, or if you've got one that's on the on the brink of possibly hopefully get you through the season, it's not a bad idea to go ahead and order one now so that at the end of the season you can replace that string and be ready for the next season or even if it is three or four weeks out and you're not successful early that Mm -hmm. you can maybe even replace it then yeah you know and uh you know we got blm maps and all that kind of stuff to just kind of plan your hunt of course game of fish has their hunt planner to give you some ideas on when season dates are and what those boundaries are are for your uh, locations Onyx Maps now is pretty much a, um, an online subscription, so make sure you get that so you can see the updated landowners and that type of stuff. 
But uh, yeah, the get get planning now. Get out in the field. Get up to Stuckenoffs. Get up to Wyoming Gun Company. Get your gun sighted in. Make sure your your scopes and everything is is dialed up and ready to go. And um, let's uh, have su- successful hunts out there. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. All right, it's Drew and Brian back here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Brian, you just mentioned a few minutes ago that you were back down at Glendo this weekend. And it was a little bit different. Uh, you know, the water is dropping like crazy, and the fish are maybe going a little bit lower, and things aren't as fun as they were three weeks ago. Well, I don't know if they're not as fun, but because uh, I actually really love the fall bite, and we're kind of kind of getting into that fall bite. I actually caught uh, some real small uh, this year. looks like walleye fry. They're about three or four inches long. Actually pitching some Hutch's uh, spoons, uh, which is always really popular during the fall here. And uh, caught them, you know. They they took it right in the mouth. So these fish are really aggressive, which is kind of kind of kind of kind of fun. But the fall bite, you know, when that water starts dropping and starts getting off onto the sand and some of the you know non weedy areas, I uh, talked to a couple customers that are you know still being real successful, just pulling some worm harnesses out in that little bit deeper water, uh, 18 to 25 foot. I like pitching jigs and I like catching fish shallow, but uh, I couldn't get them to go. So we uh, had to go to, you know, try some different uh, techniques and we were successful. Talked to quite a few guys that are trolling uh, crankbaits around. They're catching some fish as well, but it is definitely different. And, you know, as later the season, sometimes it's harder to find uh, those bigger fish anyways, just because so many of them have been taken out of the lake. So there's less of them uh, to be had, but uh, I love the fall fishing, you know, and for especially if a guy didn't draw any elk tags or not going to be out in the field. Uh, a lot of times you go down to these reservoirs and, you know, a lot of times you're the only person there, you know, so it's, it's uh, nice and tranquil and uh, the fishing can be fantastic. Last weekend, uh, two weekends ago, I, I went to Pathfinder and fished and didn't catch any big fish. All the fish were 14 inches and, and below. Right. So uh, it was fun to fish. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, you get the smaller ones, it's fun. Right. But none that were, you know, impressively or blow you away big. Right. And it was hot. It was really, really, really hot sure. that day. And now we're to a point where we're transitioning to a, a cold snap. And mm-hmm. I say cold snap, but, you know, like 60s or 70s during the day. Right. But then we're going to transition back, and it's going to be in the 80s and 90s again. Mm-hmm. Are the fish confused on weeks like this? No, I mean, I think, you know, especially in these reservoir systems, it just it just creates, you know, patterns, you know, and it's year after year. I mean, obviously, you know, Glendo and Pathfinder and Alcova, you know, they they fluctuate water levels, um, especially going into the fall and making room for the next year's, uh, you know, winter runoff. So it just has to kind of figure it out, watch your graph, you know, see what's going on. We did see uh, quite a few bait balls down there at Glendo when you find fish stay on them you know it's uh you don't leave fish to find fish so we we kind of went through a couple areas and we caught quite a few little fish right then and like well we could have stayed there but like yeah let's go try this other spot let's go try this other spot so the lakes are you know we'll we'll start fishing smaller there's less area less water we did try to get into some really shallow stuff with and boy we had to clean a lot of weeds off of our bow mounts yeah the fit it's it's typical for this time of year and the fishing's still great and we had a good time and uh got off the water before those storms started rolling through we're not far away from going over to, to Boyson for the last part or the last 
matchup of the the Stampede, mm-hmm. and things over there are really kind of iffy at this point, aren't they? Well, the waters are st- water level is starting to level out a little bit. Um, it's still pretty high. And with these uh, rainstorms and stuff, some of the small creeks that are feeding into it are still creating some mud, but uh, not nearly as bad as when it was flowing in there at, you know, 10 or 12,000. Uh, so uh, it's starting to settle down. And I, I think, you know, I mean, it's, I've talked to guys that have been over there. They're, they're pretty much all catching fish. I uh, haven't talked to anyone that's really got into a good bite of big fish. Right. Um, but I'm sure, you know, that maybe they're just being tight-lipped about that, yeah. too. But uh, they're, they're catching fish, and, and the fishing's been good. And so I think, uh, you know, the 19th and 20th is that final tournament. And when we uh, get to that date, I think, you know, we're going to see some pretty good results. Do you f- feel that uh, people may, at this point, with the water levels and the water dropping at Glendo and that people will make the drive to Boise now more often than they would a, a Glendo? Or is it kind of, uh, you know, I'm really comfortable with Glendo and I'm just going to keep going? You know, for those of us that live in, like, the Casper area, you know, uh, Pathfinder typically fishes better later in the year. So we're kind of getting into that later of the year time. So, uh, you know, I know for myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start focusing more on, on Pathfinder just for the, the next – month you know just i think that there's some great opportunities there's still some good fish up there a little bit closer than driving to to pass to glendo and um so that's 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 probably my intent is going to spend a couple evenings out there and uh try to figure that 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 bite out a little bit we obviously have the uh, north platte river system which you know comes all the way up you you know the alcove and pathfinder and then eventually to glendo and further on and uh, have you seen or heard much difference in the river fishing now? Because we went through that hot stretch, and mm-hmm. that's usually rough on the fish at a midday bite anyway. Yeah, I talked to a couple of the guide services last week that, um, you know, they one guide service pretty much canceled all their trips just because of the, the high water temps. Uh, a couple other ones had moved uh, trips over to, like, the Miracle Mile and maybe even a sub- couple over towards the Bighorns and uh, Thermopolis area. They are talking that there's, you know, quite a bit of moss building up and there's a lot of sediment uh, building up as well, which they're kind of concerned about for, you know, the future um, of, of the fishery itself. Too much sediment without having a good uh, flush, you know, is going to definitely cause, you know, some of the areas where the fish normally spawn to maybe fill in with silt and then not be as productive um but uh i think they're still catching fish and uh definitely uh the guides are been on the water enough where they've kind of got it figured out and what it's doing but uh yeah i wouldn't discourage a person from going out and fishing just because you know it might be a little bit tougher but um like you said you know i mean go to pathfinder and catch a bunch of small fish still pretty dang fun yeah still beats working heck yeah it does uh, get out, enjoy what we've got here in Wyoming because before long people will be complaining about the fact it's cold and snowy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know now you know it's 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 we talked about this you know rotating your garage through the different yeah. seasons and you know we're you know dove season is going to be kicking in archery there we got uh, archery antelope and deer is going to be kicking in pretty soon rifle before you know it rifle season will be here and then you know waterfowl and up well uplands are i guess you can go to the bird farm and uh, as of august 1st and you can go start shooting pheasants if you want so man so this is an exciting time there's that that uh, stretch in the summer where if you're not a fisherman boy you're kind of bored 
Well, yeah, there's there's still plenty to do. There's still a lot to do. <laughs> well, get out and and do that. Of course, uh, we've been talking lately to the uh, the recreation outdoor recreation folks, the Pathfinders. If you need somewhere to go, you can go hit them up, and they'll basically plan it for you, show you where to go, and you know whether that's uh, campgrounds or whatever. I mean, it's kind of an interesting part that Wyoming offers. Well, I know I'm going to have you show me some of the uh, trails, ATV trails. So me and you are going to go, uh, yeah. go, go check that out and explore. Take the take the side by sides for a run and and uh, go right. have some fun. It's it's a good time and it's a good time to do that. Get a little water in there and you get to show <laughs> off a little bit. <laughs> it's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors, and being in Wyoming, we love Wyoming-made products. And as we're all gearing up for our fall hunts, I got an idea for you. Go to savagethreadworks.com and check out the packs and all the gear that Charles has there for you. And Charles is with us, and we appreciate you coming on, Charles, and I've been browsing your site quite a bit over the last few weeks, and man, you've got some great quality made uh, gear. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate all the uh, compliments. When uh, when you got into making this gear, what was your your uh, inspiration? Um, so my my background is graphic design, and I started um, with the whole COVID deal. Um, I was carrying a very overt tactical backpack into the office and I had some time on my hands. So I just started using my design skills to draw up a backpack I wanted to make. Um, went down a whole rabbit hole of how to get that backpack made. Found out it costs a lot of money to manufacture with uh, very high volumes. And uh, long story short, I found a place that offered... Um, a sewing class. So it was a four day. You come down, they teach you how to make a backpack. So I, so I dropped everything I was doing and flew down to Southern California, took the class, and uh, it's been downhill since then. Just uh, fell in love with sewing and designing products. And um, the concealed carry side brought me into hunting with uh, just friends and that asked me, Hey, can you make this? Could you fix this? Could you do that? It just seen spots where you know, little things need improvements and going from there. And knowing that you're hand making every one of these packs and, and, you know, all the different bags that you have, did you ever think that, you know, something like sewing and designing backpacks would be something that would ever happen with you? Uh, no, not really. I, um, you know, I, I was in the graphics side doing web design and stuff like that. Um, advertisement on billboards and stuff like that and uh never never got into like product design or anything like that until i stepped in it myself has it been kind of a a roller coaster ride for you to get rolling oh yeah yep um just you know from trying to source materials and figure things out from like um you know little buckles and stuff like where to find that and stuff luckily i've met a bunch of great people in the industry and can got the resources to ask and contact which is great and yeah it's been and then just trying to like get the name out there going to all the shows it's 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 a whirlwind well and that's where i met you was at the expo at, at david street station here in casper and you know there was a, a lot of wyoming based businesses that were there whether it was 
firearms or or gear or even tactical um you know training there and do you learn a lot of things from seeing and meeting the other people that are kind of in the same boat that you are oh yeah yeah um and not even like i i look up to tons of the companies around us that are out there and have a large name for themselves but also um i get inspiration from weird places that you wouldn't think of you know like um if we go to the store with my wife i'll the weird guy looking at purses and stuff like how did they get this in there and you know i'm looking at purses for concealed carry ideas and stuff like that but um, i do the same thing with backpacks and all kinds of stuff it's interesting when you get into you know a hobby or you know design work or you know i know a lot of clothing manufacturers and creators are you know very into that you know you get into something like that race car drivers you go and you kick the tires of any car that's around and it's kind of kind of fun how there's this community of people that are out there just looking for the next step to design the next best product yep yep definitely i like the even like shoes, you know, like how can you take an idea of like a shoe design and utilize that in a pack or big thing with scope covers that I just came out with and stuff like that. So I'm always looking at, at everything out there that's in front of me and trying to learn from it. In your designs, I mean, obviously they're your creations and you have different kinds of opportunities for people from the big game, uh, hiking packs, day packs or or long trips, you even have smaller pouches and even down to, to fanny packs, which I mean, obviously probably came into mind because you being the graphic designer and, and, you know, the photography probably is a thing that, that a lot of people will use these for as well. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like the fanny pack thing came to me cause we like to do family evening walks and if I got board shorts or gym shorts on or something that's not ideal to carry in so that's how i came up with that i like to just throw it be able to take my uh, instead of unholstering and having to put my gun into something else i can just take my whole holster out slip it into my holster wrap which is inside my fanny pack and then uh just get on our way it's it's really kind of cool you definitely got to go check it out savage threadworks.com is where you uh, you can go see the gear and so do you make the orders to to order? Is it custom every time or like are you just constantly putting these together? Uh, I I have a big uh, uh, it's, it's not custom to order. I um, do a little bit of custom work, but mainly it's just my product line and then I build an inventory. So you're just constantly, you know, creating so that people don't have to wait long. They can they can get it as soon as they order it, basically. Yes, sir. So it's a it's a really cool concept, and you know, you're here in Wyoming, and uh, you know, when you tell people, you know, I create goods here in Wyoming, all of the stuff is is created in my shop. I mean, do people, you know, take you a little more? to heart because of Wyoming taking care of Wyoming? Oh yeah, definitely. It's the great thing here in Wyoming. Um, everyone loves to support local business and, um, that's been a huge help and I love it. And I love being able to like help local people with their needs. You know, um, one of the big things I'm getting into is pack equipment and there's been a big, you know, a lot of guides here and, uh, just 
the guys out doing it themselves, they have these issues and problems with gear that they have, or they have an idea of how to fix it. So I'm, um, right now I'm doing some pannier design that a guy gave me the idea for a while ago and, uh, just finalizing that so we can get that out to everyone. So you you have a an already substantial uh, product line. Now you've got quite a few options for you know big packs and smaller packs. And where's the the inspiration for this come? Is this you talking to a bunch of people and saying what would you like to see on a pack, or is this just personal experience? Uh, so my two backpacks are just things that I came up with on my own. What I wanted. But some of the stuff, yeah, I get uh, input from friends and uh, people at shows. You know, they'll come up and say, hey, have you thought about this or that? And that kind of deal. So it's it's both ways. You can go to Amazon and you can buy some things and then you get it and you're like, oh, man, this is junk. It's crap. I mean, you've got quality materials and, you know, quality uh, items that, that you're offering, again, at SavageThreadworks.com and I mean, it's very durable, and I'm sure canvas is part of it. For the majority of everything we use is uh, Cordura. So it's a nylon fabric. It's all like mil-spec, high-quality material. Uh, We're getting into some either pannier stuff. It's called Squadron, Um, just real tech fabric. It's all U.S.-made and everything like that. So it's, yeah. Some of the features that I saw on these packs, I, I, you know, I was looking and, you know, I'm going elk hunting here in the, the next couple of months, and... I keep thinking, okay, what do I need? And sometimes you go out and you don't want to have the full kit and caboodle and you have it to where you can actually remove parts of the pack if it doesn't really fit what you're doing. Is and is that a concept that you have come up with that you have needed in the past? Yeah, I I definitely so like the bigger uh hiking pack, everyone it's super modular, everything set it up to how you want because not everyone's the same, right? Some guys might carry a little bit more, some carry a little less, um, or maybe you get to set up camp and you don't need the lid, take the lid off and that kind of thing. So the end user can make it to how they want. Well, it definitely is quality products that, again, you can go check out and encourage you to at savagethreadworks.com. And and I know that, uh, that you've probably had quite a few of these that you've already sold. And what's the feedback you're getting from those folks that are using it already? Everything's been super positive so far. Um, Yeah. Everyone's been liking what they got. A lot of stuff's been put through the ringers, you know, between here, Wyoming, up in the Tetons, up in the Bighorns um, over in Montana. And so it's been great. So getting all kind of use out of it, which is definitely helps you in the future. And and as you grow, are you going to continue to span, uh, expand your your options? Are you looking to to really make it bigger? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm looking to grow. Um, like I said, so we I do some concealed carry stuff now, um, hunting and long range shooting gear. And it's just uh, trying to build that up the inventory while also designing and testing new products as well. How long does it take you to complete one full pack? I did like those big packs. I did three, I think. It took me about four days. Okay. That's with like all the cutting and sewing everything up. And then some of the smaller ones you probably do maybe a couple a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, get over, check it out. SavageThreadworks.com. Check out all the gear. They got bags, accessories, and all kinds of stuff. And Charles, 
how how long of a uh, turnaround is it when somebody goes and uh, makes an order at the website? Um, I try to get it out the door um, as soon as possible. So, you know, if it's like you order something on Monday, I'll try to get in the mail for you either that day or Tuesday. Okay. Awesome. Well, we sure appreciate it. And Wyoming made, made right here in, in the good old United States with all American products. And, you know, that doesn't get any more Wyoming, I don't think. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> well, Charles, we, we appreciate you coming on. Savage Threadworks is the company. Go check them out right now and order a pack maybe or two for your upcoming hunting seasons. And uh, Charles, we thank you. Yeah, thank you for the time. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with Drew Kirby. If you have a question, want to make a comment, or have an idea for a show topic, message us on the My Country mobile app. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors.